Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. So, I'm going to be reading basically out of, out of the book, mostly out of the book of Joshua tonight. We're going to, I'm going to start off with, first of all, in uh, the first chapter uh, of Joshua. Um, I didn't give that to you, but I'm going to read out of first Joshua first chapter, first verse, and it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. I have promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert from Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates, all the, all the Hittite country, and to the great sea on the west. And no one will be able to stand up against you in all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Then I'll continue on down further in the first chapter of Joshua, verse 16. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, we will also obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you and we be with as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against the word and does not obey your words, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Amen. Amen. So now I want to jump down to chapter 6 in Joshua. I'm going to start in verse 18. But keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring disaster on it. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into my treasury. Amen. Did you get that? Here, we're looking at the fact, this is before they took the city of Jericho. They're instructed not to take any of the silver, gold, bronze, and anything of iron that is sacred unto the Lord. And the Lord said, it's mine. It belongs to me. All right? 
Now we're going to jump into Joshua chapter 7, verse 3. Three through five to start off with. When they returned to Joshua, they said, Not all the people will have to go up to Ai. Send two or three thousand men to take it, and do not weary all the people, for only a few men are there. Amen. So, verse four So about three thousand men went up, but they were routed by the men of Ai who killed about 36 of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate to far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. And at the end, at this, the hearts of the people were melted and became like water. Amen. It's amazing. Here the Lord instructs them not to take anything. When they took out Jericho, they they were able to walk into Jericho because they did what the Lord commanded them to do, to walk around that city six days for one time each day and the seventh day seven times, and they were able to see the walls come down when they shouted when the Lord commanded them to do so. And the Lord told them, don't take anything for yourself. It belongs to me. And here they go in to take this once other city called Ai, and the Israelites said, well, there's not that many we don't have to all go in to take this city, only two or three thousand, and that's exactly what Joshua did. He sent two or three he sent three thousand men, warriors, to go in and take that city, and yet they routed them, they chased them out of that city, and not only that, but they killed thirty-six men. All because of what? Because somebody did not listen and was not obedient unto the Lord. See, one thing is that when when they went into crossover into into the the promised land, the Lord said, "I've given you everything. It's yours. It's already yours. You all you have to do is just be obedient and do what I tell you. And all you have to do is go in and take it. Follow instructions. Listen to what I'm telling you. And that's what God has wanted us to realize. What when we go in to take this city." God still expects us to listen to what he has to tell us. And, and one thing about uh, the book of Joshua that also tells us that when you go into that, 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 the promised land, he says that, that you don't know where you're going. You haven't been there before. He says, so listen to what I'm going to instruct you to do and how to do it. And that's what, what one thing that the Lord has always done is he's always shown Joshua exactly what needs to be done and how to do it and to follow instructions. And, and as, they, as they were following instructions, as they were being obedient unto the Lord, the Lord was giving them the land. The Lord was giving them that opportunity to take whatever they possessed because every step he said that they took was theirs. Everything was theirs. All they had to do was just be obedient. God has given them a warning. God has given them a warning always telling them what exactly they need to do. And, and the thing is, is because of one man, one man's sin. He says that all Israel sinned. You, you think about that. One man was disobedient. It's just like when Adam was back in the garden because of one man's sin that all have sinned. And the same thing, it repeating itself over again. Here as they go into the promised land because of one man's sin, Achan's sin. 
because he, he, he did exactly what he wasn't supposed to do. He saw something and he took it. We're going to get to that part later, but right now we just want to continue reading on in, uh, in Joshua 7 and verse number 6 now. So then Joshua tore his clothes. He fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord, remaining there until evening. The elders of Israel did the same and, and, and sprinkled dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Ah, sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side of Jordan. Let's stop right there for a second. You know, it's amazing how they want to always think about going back. You know, they, they, they didn't think about this. Here, he's getting down before the Lord. He's, he's sorrowful. He's hurt because of what is, what is happening to his people. And then he turns around and says, God, why did you bring us here to die? Doesn't that sound familiar? When Moses was in the wilderness and the people said, what did you bring us out of Egypt for? To bring us here in the wilderness to die? Wasn't there any graves in Egypt? But this is what the, the, what's going on to people's minds right away. Right away they're thinking the worst. They're thinking, well, God, God, God already told you the land is yours. I've already promised it to you. That is a covenant that he made with us, to his people. That I've given you the land. All you have to do is just be obedient and do as I say. So continuing on in verse 8, he says, Oh Lord, what can I say? Now that Israel has routed by, the, by its enemies, the Canaanites and the other people of the country will hear about this and they will surround us and wipe out your name from the earth. What then shall we do? For your own great name, the Lord said to Joshua, Stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Israel has sinned. Israel has sinned. He didn't name one person. He said Israel has sinned. Because one thing that you have to realize, that when, when one person in the, in the church sins, it's going to affect everybody. See, that's one thing we have to realize. It affects everybody. In Galatians 5, 9, it says, A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. If you, if you do any cooking, if you do any baking, you know that, that yeast will cause the dough to rise. It affects the whole batch of dough. And this is what God is telling us. Everything is going to be affected by what you do. If it's just one person, it's going to affect the whole assembly. And so it affected all Israel. God says, all Israel has sinned. He didn't say one person. He didn't point out that one person just yet. Get back to where I was at here.
Sorry about that. I lost my place here because I'm reading off of both pages here. He says in verse 11, Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things that have they have stolen. They have lied. They have put them under their own possessions. This is why Israel, Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and they run because they have been made liable to destructions. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. So in other words, God is already knows what happened. God already knows what took place. God already sees that they have taken the, these things that they were not supposed to have taken, and they've hit them. They lied about it. They deceived people. And here they knew that they were going to go in and take another city, and the person Achan had, had done this thing had not said anything. Uh, you know something? I, I, I'm sure that God gave him enough time to repent. But instead of repenting, he turned around and hid the articles in his own tent. So let's continue on reading here. 13, it says, Go concentrate the people. Tell them, Consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. That which is devoted is among you, O Israel. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove it. In the morning, present yourselves tribe by tribe. The tribe that the Lord takes shall be for forward clan by clan, and the clan that the Lord takes shall come forward family by family, and the family that the Lord takes shall come forward man by man. He who is caught with the devoted things shall be destroyed by fire among with those belongings to him. He has violated the covenant of the Lord and has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. Verse 16, so early the next morning, Joshua had Israel come forward by tribes, and Judah, Judith was taken. The clans of Judah, Judith came forward, and, and he took the Sarahites. He had the clan of the Sarahites come forward by families, and Zimri was taken. Joshua had his family come forward by and by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi and the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, and the tribe of Judah was taken. Verse 19, then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give God the glory, the God of Israel, and, and give him the praise. Tell me, what have you done? Do not hide it from me. Amen. Do not hide it from me. Here, God already knew who who it was that took in the articles. He knew it was Achan. He knew what family he was from. He knew what, what tribe he was from, what family, what clan. He knew all this already, but he showed Joshua and the people as he went down, and he showed them step by step by step by step who it was that did this thing. So here in verse 20, Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw the plunder, a beautiful robe from Babylonian, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them 
They are hidden in the ground inside my tent and the silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent. And there it was, hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. And they took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites and spread them out before the Lord. In verse 24, then Joshua, Joshua together with all the Israelites took Achan, the son of Zerah, from the silver, the robe, the gold wedge, the sons and daughters. Are you hearing this? Everything that he had, his cattle, his donkey, sheep, his tent, and all that he had to the valley Achor. Joshua said, "They have. why have you brought this disaster on us? The Lord will bring disaster on you today. Then all Israel stoned him. And after they had stoned, stoned the rest, they, they burned them over Achan. They heaped a large pile of rocks, which remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his fierce anger. Therefore, that place was called the Valley of Achor ever since. Amen. Here God has given us the opportunity to take the land. But one thing that we have to realize is that, that yeah, the, the land's out there. It's for us to take. It's ripe for us to take. It's ready for us to take. And God's just wanting us to be obedient and listen to hear what His Word is telling us. But one thing you have to realize is that the, the enemy is real. And he's going to show you all kinds of things when you go into that promised land. He's going to make everything look good to you. He's going to say, it's all right. You can take it. It's yours. But God didn't tell you to take something that wasn't yours. God says, if, if it's devoted to him, it's the Lord's. It belongs to God. It's sacred to him. And you have to give it back to him. But I want you to realize here, here as we continue on, and we'll read the first part of uh, chapter 8 right now. Then the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Take the whole army with you. Go up and attack Ai, for I have delivered unto you the hands of the king of Ai, his people, his city, and, and his land, and you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king, except that you may carry off their plunder and livestock for, for yourselves and set an ambush behind the city. It's amazing here how, how God turns things around. If you just be obedient unto the Lord, if you just listen to what the Lord has to say, He's going to turn around and bless His own people. And He's put the title up. I didn't even mention the title. Is it mine? Is it mine? We think about, well, it's mine. Really? If you're obedient unto the Lord, you should know who it belongs to. And if you know who it belongs to, then you surrender it to God. But if you just listen and be obedient unto the Lord, He's going to give you back what He has for you. He's going to bless you when you go into the promised land. He's going to bless you with the plunder when He says it's right for you. But wait. Wait on the Lord. Wait on what He has for you. Amen? You know, God, God is just wanting to bless us. 
I don't know about you, but, you know, we've been blessed all year long with hearing about what God wants to do and bringing us into the promised land. And, and we got to this place right now. Many of us are already stepping in. Many of us are already stepping into the promised land. We've already experienced what God has for us. We've already felt the blessings upon our lives. But the thing is, we also have to hear from him. We have to listen to him. Have to be obedient. And if you're obedient unto the Lord, he's going to give you the whatever he's promised to give you. That's his covenant with, that he makes with us. He's made a covenant with, between you and I. Amen? And, and, and all you have to do is just listen to him. Hear his voice. You know, we, we can continue on and on and on and just do whatever we want. We can feel like aching and, and, and think that, well, nobody knows. But guess what? God saw what he did all along. He waited upon him. All right? He did nothing about it. He allowed the armies to go out. He allowed the warriors to go out to take the city of Ai. And he saw them being defeated. And he still did nothing. And then God, and here we see here Joshua and all the leaders, they're, they're bowing down unto God and they're giving reverence unto God and they can't understand why God would bring us this far and say, well, why don't we just go back over the Jordan? Why don't we just get out of here? Why don't we just end this right now? This is not what we want. This is what happens when sin gets into the camp. This is what happens when a little sin that we think, well, it's, it's not much. It's not much. This man thought, well, it's not much. It's just enough for me, my family. I'm sure that when he hid it under his tent, that even his children probably saw what he was doing. But they said nothing either. They, they, didn't, they, they knew what the warning of God was. Are you hearing what God says? Are you hearing the warning that God gives to us? Are we hearing what he's telling us when we go into the promised land? Are we going to listen to him? Are we going to listen to that lie that, that he, the devil will tell even Eve when she was in the garden? Well, if you bite that fruit, no, it's not going to hurt you. You're not going to die. No, you're not going to die a physical death. You're going to die a spiritual death. And one thing that the devil does is he, he deceives. He lies. He destroys you look what's happening out there today. That's the lie of the enemy. That, that person didn't just go out there and start shooting people down. He was the lies. Listen to the lies. Listen to the deceit. And he just did what he thought was the right thing to do. He took something that wasn't his. God wants us to realize when it's time for you to get blessed by him, he's going to bless you. Don't take it on your own to take what you want. Wait on God. Wait on Him to show you which way to go when you go into that promised land. It's out there. And there's territories that are out there that you've never been before. And He says, I want to show you which way to go, which way to turn, and how you're going to do it. Listen to me. Listen to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.